Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. We are back. That's right. Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. And actually, Ruby's on her way in. So I totally told the homo homie, you're co-hosting with me today. So hi, Erika. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? <laughs> so Erika is uh, my BF, my my gay BFF, my assistant, my uh, my ride or die. You've been through a lot with me, right, Erika? A Erica? lot of shit, bitch. A lot. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's in it all. It's can't, in it all. He can't hear what's coming out of his headphones, he says? No, what? I can't hear anything. Oh, my God. Well, turn the volume up. That would help. Turn the volume up. Right oh, there. Oh, <laughs> my oh, yeah. gosh. You, too, are gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damned. In order to listen, you got to turn up the volume, motherfuckers. Okay. No, but check it out. So, uh, man, let's see. what What's gone? My birthday is... Uh, Coming up. What is it? Seven days away. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. Um, the plan is to wake up in Cancun butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what I want to do this year for my birthday. I want to uh, be just at a on a beach. And you're gonna get all your meats tanned, huh? All my meats yes. tanned. Why She's gonna not? marinate in the sun. <laughs> what, about, what do you think about tan lines? I, I actually find I tan lines to be sexy. I don't. I hate them. Why? I want everything evened out. Yeah, that's true. But then you got to, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, in America, besides if you go to like Miami and I think there's some nudist beach here in, mm-hmm. in California. Yeah, there is. But Americans make a big deal about people being naked. Because if you go to like Europe, you've a been to Europe. big deal about, yeah. They're very open about it. They sunbathe naked. Yeah. Literally. When I went to Germany, uh, the first the first day that we got there, we uh, got uh, settled into our hotel room, and I was what like nineteen, uh, twenty years old, and this is my first trip out of the country, exploring the world. And I look out the window, I was like, oh, you know, beautiful view, right? And then I look at the park, and there's people like sunbathing naked, I'm like, oh shit, I can see your coochie. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but imagine if our society was more like that. I think nowadays, like for example, when Amber Rose crashed the internet because oh, of her, my God. because of her, you know. <laughs> Bring back the muff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anthony, did you see Amber Rose's picture? Yes, I did. Oh, he's like, yes, I did. You know what? She looked and, really beautiful. She looked she really is. nice. And no congratulations joke. to you, homo homie, for uh, making her page. Yeah. You know what? That <laughs> was... I did it as a joke, and then somebody told me to post it. I was like, you know what? I've been self-conscious about my body. Tell them who told you to post it. You did. Exactly. <laughs> so he sends me and Ruby a group text because we have a nice little... Shout out to everybody that does group text with their people. Okay. You know, you're like, be careful. You might hit Just the wrong group. Just don't send it to the wrong group. And be talking shit about someone and be like, oh, so that's what you really think about shit, me. Your shit ends up on the shade room or TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> so he he sends us the screenshot of Amber. We're like, good Lord. I'm Like, seriously, I'm not a lesbian, but her muff will look beautifully... Mm-hmm. It looked... It looked like a prop. Yeah. It did. Right? Like yeah. it, it looked like she had stylist on set for that picture. She was Cold. nice and oiled up yeah. on her stairs. And I was like, good Lord. But she was, her body was glowing. And she looked beautiful. She really did. I mean, it was a tasteful photo. And I, I, don't, I don't understand how people can be so judgmental over a nude photo when we have paintings from 18th century, 1700s, you know, like, People were naked back in the day. I mean, I'm telling you, America. It's funny how everybody wants to come to America because it's like you know, and it is a great country. I am definitely not knocking my country because there's so much opportunity here. But we make the biggest fucking deals out of everything. (laughs) 
I'm Literally. like, Americans can't handle a naked picture? Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you what are talking about? What's wrong with you? And everybody was bashing her because they're like, you're a mom. Your son's mm-hmm. going to grow up to see this. And I'm like, um, a, a lot of He probably already sees her in the shower naked already. <laughs> I mean, true. my mom Normal. used to do it with me. I used to jump in the shower with my mom and she used to wash me and clean me and everything up until I was, what, seven? My mom it. used Even to my wa- dad, the same thing. Like, it was a natural thing for it me to see. It was a natural thing. Yeah. Like, you don't, I think us as adults, we make it perverted. But my mom also, she would walk around the house so my brother was I think he was like 16 and we're like mom and like sometimes his friends would come over she's like I don't give a shit they're gonna see it at home anyways I'm like this is gonna make them less perverted and let me tell you my mom had a muff so I was like oh no (laughs) but I'm just saying that's a woman in a man's natural state of being like hair I wonder why hair grows on on I mean, because I've met men that have hairy asses. Yeah. And, you know, why do why does hair grow I'm on testicles? I, I like getting it waxed. Thank you very much. I'm just saying. Thanks, Brenda, my wax person. Yeah. <laughs> Brenda, does Brenda wax? She, she Brenda, gets the crack. She gets everything right around the hole, underneath the balls. Not the ball sack. It sounds so crazy. Anthony, would you ever wax your balls? I've never thought about it. <laughs> You've never had a girl, like, special request, you doing, like, a thorough wax? of everything? No, not been requested. No. No? Mm. No. <laughs> not yet anyway. No, but this, uh, uh, there was a big old celebration. I mean, there was tons of celebrations across the world of LGBTQ pride. Yes, yes. Right? Which it's Pride is, Month. Uh, June June is known as Pride Month uh, for the LGBTQ uh, LGBT or Q community, you know, it's all one mix up thing, but um, it's in commemorance of the Stonewall riots that happened in New York. You can Google it, look it up. Um, But, you know, it's that's how it started. The whole movement, you know, like the black movement, the women's movement, uh, the uh, um, interracial couple movement. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that there was just no uh, violent acts across the country and across the world. That's what I was thinking with all these terrorism. There was a lot of there was a lot of issues going uh, about that about the march. um, Yes, well, on Sunday and. People were afraid to go out because they were thinking about, oh, is there going to be a terrorist attack? Is there going to be a bomb? Is there going to be a threat? Uh, I think a couple of uh, years ago, oh no, like a year ago, uh, we were celebrating the Orlando shooting. That oh happened. yeah, at, what was yeah. it like a Pulse nightclub? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Pulse nightclub. It was a, Latin... a random shooter just came in. Everybody was having a good time, and that's it. No, there was nothing random about it. Yeah. That was called an act of terrorism, uh, literally. Yeah, and this guy and, claimed ISIS and everything. And we all know that <clears throat> there, you don't even have to be from ISIS, but there's a lot of people that are homophobic. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. and basically, you know, gay pride is the positive stance against discrimination and violence towards anybody that chooses to be with the same sex. Yeah. And I'm just glad I, I saw a lot of creativity on a bunch of different photos that were popping up on yeah. the Internet. And right? it, yeah, it wasn't so much a parade uh, as we usually do. They made it into a march instead. And they the called resistance it the march. resistance march. And it's not about Trump. It was it, it, people are, are focusing on Trump because they really don't like him that much, obviously. Uh, duh. But. I give him credit because we are uniting. It's becoming more stronger. And, you know, the country is coming together a lot a lot more than before. And I like it because it's just, it's encompassing humanity. That's what yeah, it is. That's I what mean, it's all about. At the end of the day, we're humans. We're here. We're living on this earth. Might as well enjoy it and be, you know, live in peace. And make everybody feel yeah. comfortable. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times when people turn so homophobic and stuff, God sometimes, or life, I'm not even going to say God, but whatever you believe in, sometimes life sends you the biggest lessons. And, you know, your son or daughter might turn out to be gay, straight, queer, and want to say, you know what, I don't feel like a man. I want to turn into a woman. And then it's like you're forced to deal with that issue yeah. and, and educate yourself on it. And actually, um, you got a message from somebody, right, on Snapchat. <clears throat> yeah, I did. I got a message from some uh, lesbian. Uh, she's still in the closet and trying to come out and trying to celebrate her, you know, her lesbianness. And she, I told Erica, she asked we have me, to read this message on the podcast because how many women are probably suffering from what she she's suffering from yeah she was asking me she's like hey you know i'm a lesbian i've always wanted to go to a pride event uh and and check it out and hopefully meet somebody someday because i really haven't met anybody and if i knew any lesbians that did meet there and you know have a meaningful relationship i'm all you don't have to meet them there per se and you can meet anybody anywhere but i mean that's what our our community is about. That's why we have everything on West, in West Hollywood. Everything is one strip. It's all on Santa Monica. And it's a safe zone for the LGBT community. Now, yeah. That's what it's all about. Would and, you say that that girl's probably struggling in her head, right? Because she yeah. hasn't come out of the closet. Yeah. Because yeah, if her family it's knew hard. who she was, 
Mm-hmm. She would be like, fuck it, let's go. But she's probably the doubts, thinking in her head, the, like, what if I go? What if I, probably, you know, what like, if I see somebody that knows me, that recognizes me, yep. and I haven't come out of the closet? So that stress must be really tough. Yeah, literally. And it's really hard on people for for them to come out and be who they are. And it's it kind of sucks, you know? Like, it just suppresses their feelings even more. And it's just, they live a life of, of self-doubt, of shame, of not really living life. Basically. Yeah, that's yeah. why I love you, Erika, the homo homie. Hey, what's up, bitches? <laughs> yeah, I love that because you're so comfortable in your own skin and I've, you've always been like that. Like, when did you yeah. grow into who you were like, this is who the fuck I am? I always knew when I was little. I mean, I was who I was. My family knew who I was. My friends knew who I was before I even found out who I was. So I was like, I just grew up. Yeah, I knew just, who I was already. So yeah. it was just natural. There is no hiding it. Well, speaking of, uh, you know how Trump's <laughs> motto. My mom's heels and shit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like in her Daisy Dukes hoochie shorts. Oh my gosh, you would come out and put yeah, those on? I found him in the closet one day. I was like, oh shit, there's like these little tiny short booty shorts. And and then the, these big old clog clog heels, like the I disco heels. Clogs. My mom used to be a, uh, an ex uh, disco queen, so she would go to the clubs and stuff like that. I think it was called Charlie's or something like that. And. Yeah, she would go with my uncle and they would all dance and, and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I got all the guys. I'm like, oh, that's where I get it from. Like, <laughs> You're like, I, I get my mom's personality and attitude from her. So. I got my game from my mama. Well, you know how Trump always talks about making America great again? Mm-hmm. So I have news for you. This is a news alert, you guys. Oh, shit. What's really going to make America great again is the marijuana business. Yes, that's booming. Yep, it's the marijuana business. It's booming and it's, it's definitely going to make America great again. They're saying that... Um, the legal cannabis industry is reportedly going to create 250,000 jobs for American workers by 2020. Damn. Yeah, and I was reading that and I was like, you know what? Yes. <laughs> and everyone's going to be in a good mood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, man, if people really, I mean, I think when it comes down, when it comes down to cannabis and then it comes down to anything that you consume, mm-hmm. anything, food, uh, legal prescriptions, legal drugs, it's funny because people get more fucked up over legal drugs than than quote yeah. unquote illegal. You drugs, know, it's funny. Right? I just took a survey about that, and that um, alcohol was the top uh, 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 drug that affected people a lot. It then, does. Not then, only does it affect you, it <clears throat> fucks your liver yeah. up. It breaks up marriages. It breaks up homes. People be there's there's people that drink and become violent. Like yeah. it's just wild. And then then it was marijuana, and then it was the prescribed drugs, prescription drugs. So and this was amongst um, it was a survey amongst kids for like for. Uh, 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 teens, adults, and kids, and stuff like that, and age ranges. I was like, "Oh shit!" That was their perspective on it. Yeah, because they, they were just doing um, a, a, a test run and wanting to find out if how how much of the drugs are going out, like prescribed drugs. Like, there's like doc- doctors out there that are not even um, legit doctors, and they're prescribing you know prescription pills like nothing. Like, it's, yeah, because they're making money off of it. You yep, know, exactly. It's all a business. But this really got me excited because to me, if you when you educate yourself about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody, right? Like you, you make smart choices for yourself. You yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not saying you know, kids start smoking when you're living with your parents and you're like 15 years old and you can't even, you know, supply your own stash. I'm saying, be smart about your choices once you grow up, once you become an adult, and you educate yourself on what each strand of marijuana can do for exactly. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they're saying that. That the the sales of recreational marijuana is expected to increase from 2.6 billion in 2016. Oh, That's shit. what it was, 2.6 billion to 11.2 billion by 2020. Let's go into a business together, bitch. No, so so they're saying it <laughs> becomes money. <laughs> it becomes difficult to comprehend why the Trump administration would even consider going after a legal booming business that will produce an abundance of new jobs and stimulate the economy, like. You know what I'm saying? Oh God! That's and what's gonna watch. make it. Trump and is gonna be gonna the- yeah. Trump is gonna be behind one of the fucking marijuana dispensaries, ah, making millions of money. No, and then this is what's gonna happen: is this is actually you know medical cannabis is gonna make the economy great again. And mm-hmm. they're going to say, you know what, mm-hmm. this happened because Trump went into office. And, and what did I tell you? We're going to make him. Amer- He's going to get all the credit for it. Yep. That's fucked up. And that's not that's not even how it is. But anyways, Being um, I just want you guys to know that we have um, something good to look forward to in the upcoming year. <laughs> 2020 is around the corner. We're already at 2017. That is great. OK, so coming back, we have a pretty cool guest with us. You've seen him on Lopez on uh, TV land. 
Uh, Citric is in the house. What up? What up? What up? What up? Yeah, he has such a unique voice too. We're gonna be talking about um, you know just different projects you're working on, how it is to work with G Lo, yeah. right? El G Lo, El G Lo, not El the G Lo. chingon. And you know who are some who are some of your influences to become who you are now? Okay, so we're coming right back. It's Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, it's your girl Amber Rose, and you're listening to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. From one bad bitch to another, these ladies know what's up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. And we're back. Welcome. Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby, and we're joined by our boy. Uh, you've seen him on Lopez, and and we're gonna talk about how you caught this acting bug, Lopez that comes out on TV Land, and Citric in the house. What's up, brother? What up? What up? Thank you for having me. Of course, man. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah. How is it working con el 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 George Lopez? Man, it's crazy. You know, it's just uh, it's just comedy all day long. You know, we're just hanging around and uh, working, but at the same time, we're having a good time. You know, and he's. He's roasting everybody, so you know you're never safe around him. You know you're gonna you're gonna catch some kind of roast. Yeah, <laughs> but it's comedy. <laughs> I I would say, wouldn't you say? I mean, you're an actor. Do you ever do you ever do comedic type of stuff? You know, um, I I, I don't I don't mean I I've been asked if I want to do stand up, but you know I I don't I don't do stand up. I just do a little bit of acting, and uh, it turned into a, a comedy with the, with the, you know working with George and. And uh, the writers, you know, I've worked on a few different projects with them, but um, that, that's about it. I just do what I do. <laughs> hey, I saw, I was reading a really cool story that a casting director saw a photo of you on a website promoting your music and tracked you down to audition for a role in um, in a, a film called, ¿Cómo se llama? Idiocracy. Id- Idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, did, how long ago was that? That must have been, uh, I want to say like 2003, 2004. Around there. And what were you doing at that time in your life? I mean, you were you were doing music. You were yeah. doing music, right? Yeah, we we had a group called Browntown Looters, and uh, and and our, we had a, we had a page on the, on this one website called brownpride.com. and uh, the casting people that they were they were they um, they saw my mug on there, I guess. They hit up the the, the webmaster. They asked, "Hey, how can we get a hold of this guy? We we have a, a project that that we would love for him to come in and read." And uh, they, and it happened to be a Mike Judge movie. The, the guy does uh, King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead. What? Those yeah. are and those are big names. <clears throat> yeah, man. yeah. So you know he he um, he was doing a new movie at that time. It, there was no title for it. Um, uh, uh, later on, it turned into uh, Idiocracy. That was you know, but at the time it was just entitled uh, uh, Mike Judge film. So I, I knew who he was right away when they told me. You know, so I said, all right. I, I never I've done uh, background before, but I had never done anything like that, like going for an audition. And so read. were you nervous? Yeah, I was nervous because so, you had no uh, prior yeah, acting experience. I had no, no experience. I have never done an audition in my life before. I've just done like a couple little background things here and there. But I, they, they sent me the script. I went in, and then uh, like a, like a couple of days later, they called me. They go, hey. Mike Judge senior senior audition tape. He loved it. He was he was he was laughing. Uh, he wants you to come in for another reading with him. So what? Mike Judge at that time was staying out in Texas. So he flew out here like a couple weeks later. We got together. I read for him, and uh, he was he was laughing the whole time. We 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 chopped it up, and then like about two months later, that I get a call to go. Hey man, you got the part. How so did you feel? I was like, I, at first I was like, what part? Because I, I, didn't, I didn't really know what was going on. Because at that time I was co-hosting a TV show on LA TV called The Hip Hop Show. And, uh, and and so I was getting ready to go to work. And I'm like, what? And I had totally forgot that I had, like. That you had done that audition. Because yeah, like, sometimes look, auditions take, like, months yeah, to call so you back. Yeah, it was, like, two months. Yes. So it, it was already, like, that was already, like, in the back of my mind. I, like, I wasn't even, like, like, it was way back. That wasn't even, I didn't even remember. And I'm like, what part? They go for the one you audition, uh, the Mike Judge film. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> and it so came I was like, through. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn! But I was, I was really nervous. I almost didn't even take that because um, I didn't know what was going to happen. We were getting ready to release a an all Spanish album that we had just dropped. Uh, I was doing the TV show on Alley TV, and uh, everybody kept telling me, "Goes nah, you got to go," because I had to fly out to Texas for like a month in Austin, wow. Texas. So I had never done anything like that. You know, they sent me my schedule. They sent me everything. Told me this is how much you're gonna get paid. I didn't even have a manager, agent, nothing. I was nothing. just like, you I was just, just going like, what the with- fuck? I was just going with the flow. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I just went with it. So everything just kind of just fell into place. You were just mm-hmm. putting one foot in front of the next. And yeah. I think a lot of times, like, like that's 
that's the behind the scenes stories of a lot of great stories. Yeah. You know that in reality, we had somebody in here that was talking about how um, it was a story of someone that didn't tap into their acting until until later on in life. Yeah, you know, and who who was on who was on the show, Eddie? That we were talking about, and they were like they tapped into their acting like right when they were in their thirties. They were like in their mind they were yeah. going to do something else. Yeah, exactly, and. It just that, ignited this whole fire inside of them, and they now they're acting. That was that was the same thing. That you know, my my whole thing. I was trying to do music, and because uh, you know, like I said, we had we were we, we were getting ready to release an album with uh, my group called Pueblo Cafe, and we had a whole tour lined up. We had this whole uh, we were getting ready to do a media tour through Miami, through all, all Univision, all the all the Spanish stations, Telemundo, and all that. And we had to put everything on pause because the label said, "Nah, you're taking that movie thing. I wasn't gonna go." Yeah, you are. And they go, "You're now nah, you're going, man. <laughs> just take it, man. Just just do it. We could put everything on hold. When you come back, he goes, we'll, 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 we'll resume." I was like, "Fuck it, let's do it, man. Let's do it." Yeah. So now, is that your career? Just acting? You don't, you yeah, don't really dedicate I mean, yourself to music anymore? I, I mean, I, I was kind of like trying to get out of music for a while, you know. But if for some reason it keeps coming back, following me, <laughs> so then I got the opportunity to do some stuff on on on, uh, on Lopez, uh, George, and the writers were like, "Man, you know what? We would really like to uh, incorporate some of your music." So they had me uh, write a bunch of verses, and then my producer Vic Damone did some beats, and then we presented them, and they were like, "This is this is dope." So they started picking out what they wanted. Dang. So on season one, we had a lot of placements, and then season two, which is right now, is um, we have we have a few placements on there as well. But do you actually have like a role on the show too, or yeah, is it yeah. more your music? My, my role, well, my role on the show is uh, is uh, Manolo. That's my character, and I play George's uh, driver. Bodyguard and his friend from the neighborhood. Oh, and you are originally from Boyle Heights, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Grew up and raised in uh, East, East East Los Boyle Heights. <laughs> yeah, are you super proud of that? A lot of yeah, talent, man, has yeah. come out of East Los Boyle yeah, Heights. Yeah, no, it's especially in the last couple of years, a lot of people are coming out of Boyle Heights. Yeah, I love it. Hey, so what what are your thoughts about uh, about what we were discussing earlier about how the marijuana business is booming and it's going to make America great again? Do you you know the whole yeah. behind the scenes story? Like, didn't that make sense? Like, yeah, no. I think, don't you I think, think Trump is going to like try to take credit for? Yeah, that? you already know he is. You already know he's going to try to take credit. That's, that's all he does. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, but um, but hey, I think I think it's a it's, it's a beautiful thing because at the end of the day, it's like one of the most natural resources that we have on this planet. You know, and and, and uh, a lot of people don't know out of out of even out of hemp, you could you can make uh, cars run, you can make oil, you can make gas. There's a lot of stuff that you could do with the plant. You can you know that will take longer. Like you could like you know it's 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 easier to grow a plant, a marijuana plant, than to grow a big ass tree that takes thirty years and cut the motherfucker down. Yeah, and make paper and a bunch of shit. You know. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Don't you agree though? Right? Like when you educate yourself on anything, yeah. you can make much better informed choices and. I just feel like we live in such a society that is so judgmental when it comes to everything. Right. And then you ask them and you're like, so so what do you know about the topic? What do you know about the subject? And they don't know shit. Yeah. They have never read on it. They but, don't know anything. But they're, but they're quick to judge you. But they're so quick to judge you. So anybody listening to this, like before you make, a, a, a I guess, an opinion about something, yeah. which we're all opinionated and we're always going to live in an opinionated world, but... The smart thing would be is to educate yeah. yourself on whatever you your do your research yeah. on food, on marijuana, on whatever prescription pills the doctor gave you. Exactly. I remember one time I went to see a naturista in Tijuana, like uh -huh. a natural yeah. homeopathic doctor, and I happened to be on some medications at that time for um I don't I was on some medication. I, I was younger. And he was like he's like, "Oh, um I want to show you the side effects of those pills that you're taking." Holy and I was shit. like, okay. And he got this book of, of, it was like every, you know, Western medication pill that they, yeah. that existed. And he opened it and it was like four pages of side effects Man. to that one pill that I was taking. And he was like, you know, this is what they don't tell you in yeah, America. Exactly. And I was like, no, pues tú dime, tú dime. Yeah. And then he put me on some gotitas and they tasted like salt. And, you know, it, it helped me. But, I, but it's just we just consume what we're given without even questioning. Yeah, a lot of times we don't question it because we're so, we're so worried about like if we have pain, we just want that pain to go away. So we're just like, no. <laughs> fuck it, give me that shit. I'll take it. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm that kind of girl that unless I have like a migraine and I gotta take like some yeah. over the counter stuff, but I will try to find every natural remedy before exactly, yeah. I have to get 
you know, and depend on. A I'm pill. the same. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. I, I rather I rather do the the natural remedies and uh, if there's no other shit I could take, then you know, fuck it, pop a Tylenol or a Norco or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said Norco. Dang. I remember one time I went to get a physical at Kaiser, and um, the the doctor was trying to force me to get a flu shot. And I was like, I don't want to get a flu shot. Like, I know what's in a flu yeah. shot. I've educated. And that's my opinion. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it, Miss Doctor. I don't I forgot. She was yeah. some Asian doctor. And um, she she brought in another MD to try to break it down on why I had to get a flu shot. And I was like, <laughs> I said, I you know, I know my rights. Like, I'm not, I don't have to get forced to get anything. Right. I don't want, I said, look, I'm going to show you my flu shots. And I had just taken um, like some green shots that uh-huh. morning and I, I put them on Instagram. And, yeah. you know, I like to encourage people to eat healthy and yeah, exactly. lead a healthy life. And she, I, I think she, took it as like I was trying to be a smart ass oh, and I'm like no these are my flu shots I go and this is what you should be recommending to people to take versus that and and then no but she got in she tried to lecture me I said look bitch I just came for a physical I can touch my toes I am out I am out yeah, of this basically they're trying to sell you what what, what what they have you know that's their they, they get a commission off any pharmaceutical shit they selling you I just wish people educated themselves more on so many things because your eyes would be open I exactly. siento que la gente like and a lot of people say oh well you know the government's trying to keep us stupid like no you have a personal choice to read yeah. and to educate yourself and to the information is out there yeah and to yeah. really read not yeah. necessarily depend on the news to give you everything yeah, yeah, because no, exactly. that could be a little twisted too yeah. you know you gotta listen to Roxy and Ruby though because we give it to you how it is That's dope. and Citric because he's on the show right now That's right. <laughs> no but I don't know if you heard about the story um, police arrested these two dudes in in Brazil who oh my god you know what they did they basically got this little boy in Brazil they caught mm-hmm. him stealing a bike okay okay and the, the one of the guys was a tattoo artist, a tattoo art yeah. character. No, no, tattoo artist. Uh-huh. And they caught this guy stealing a bike. And to teach this little boy a lesson in Brazil, you know, uh-huh. Brazil's it's kind of violent out yeah, there. It's no, kind of crazy. It's kinda yeah. crazy yeah. You know, they got this little boy and they um, they tattooed on his forehead. Uh-huh. If you're if you were trying to steal, you should call. Oh no, no, they they tattooed like soy un ladron. Oh shit! But in in yeah, Portuguese, yeah, Portuguese, in Portuguese. Yeah, and they tatted it on his forehead. So, yeah. and you can see the pictures. They like they went viral on yeah. Yahoo. And I was thinking, damn, that's torture, right? Yeah. That's torture to get a little boy and pin how, him down. How, how old was a little boy? He was like fourteen years old. He was a teenager. Oh, shit. He wasn't yeah. a little infant. He yeah, was a little yeah, yeah. boy. But but I was talking to the home homie. Get over here, the home homie. He's like standing <laughs> over here. I was telling him, imagine, imagine if in the United States we would do harsh things like that. I mean, we're already a very sensitive community yeah. because we're spoiled brats. Yeah. Living in America, really, like, we're true, spoiled brats. And, but imagine if we knew, like, going to Walmart or wherever we're going to go and trying to steal something, if we knew that if we got caught, we would get our hands chopped off. If we knew that, think, yeah. we do. You I know how much crime, violence crime, crime, crime would be way lower. Crime would be way yeah, lower. Way like down. if you got yeah. caught cheating, damn, yeah. get your balls chopped off. That Raina Bobbitt style, baby. That Rango Huevo. You said they ever catch you cheating, nigga? You gonna chop your balls off? And wear them as a necklace. Yes, my trophy. Yes. And that's that's your manager slash girl. That's my manager, Marisol. Yes, hello everyone. And my girlfriend. Hi, Marisol. Hi. How are you, baby? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. So, how does it? How does? How does your guys? I mean, I know you're an act. You're acting, and yeah. your 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 career is booming, and I love that. But how does your relationship work with your girl, who's also your manager? Like, how does that even happen? I mean, it's it's, it's a fine line. It's, yeah, it is. You know, because sometimes you know. You just don't stop talking about business even at night. You know, you're trying to call it a day. That's kind of fucking just, sexy, though. But but at the same time, yeah, it turns me on. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, we're talking business. You know, and just trying to get, trying to prepare for the for the next day. You know what we're gonna do tomorrow. You know, and just get everything organized. So when the day starts, the next day we're 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 on it from the from the day. You know, from the from early morning to sometimes late in the evening. So Marisol, how do you like being Citrix manager and girl at the same time? Like, how is the dynamic? Um. I think that it just works for us. Uh, the only thing is, I always joke around with him and tell him, hey, you know what? I don't get paid enough. I don't have no, you know, I, there is no clock out. So, you know, just like he's saying, we go from the beginning of the day till the end of the day. We're in bed, going to bed. And we're we're still talking about business. So it's kind of hard sometimes to separate because we do everything together to start with. So this yeah. is regardless of the fact of me having the title 
that I'm the manager, as a girlfriend and a girl instinct, you're always going to protect your man. Yeah. And always have his best interest, interest in because anything. Because that's what a good manager does. Yeah. I at mean, all times. Yeah. yeah. The good thing about it is that, you know, uh, my job is to protect so I'm always anything that comes up, whether a, a new deal, new contract, new new opportunity. Not necessarily that I'm the one that always wants to, you know, red flag it, but I'm always looking at, you know, the the positives versus the negatives instead of always just thinking, oh, we should just jump on it. Yeah. You know, so my my role is, you know, to always, you know, the, obviously the positive is to keep him working and busy and you know making more moves but also we need to sit back and really think about the repercussions if we just jump into something because sometimes it's it's just not that simple it's gotta yeah. make sense in other words at the end of the day yeah yeah and how did you guys ha- what happened first the relationship or the work the, the personal relationship or the working together <laughs> the relationship? relationship the relationship <laughs> the relationship yeah <laughs> but it kind of started off a little bit of like like, like, like business like business and then it just turned into a relationship. And then it turned into my manager, you know, because I'm real unorganized and I'll be the first one to say it. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm super, really fucked when it comes to it. And she's totally the opposite, so it just works. That's, yeah. the, that's the only thing that I would think. Um, a lot of relationships, sometimes they say, you know, opposites attract or it'll work. I don't believe in that. But you don't? You don't believe in that? Okay, we're talking no. about why Marisol <laughs> doesn't believe that opposites attract is like the way to go. Because sometimes <laughs> I feel that it might be true. But sometimes I feel like I'm right there with you, Marisol. Right. Opposites maybe at the beginning, but it, in order to go far, 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 maybe I, we're talking about this. Coming back, yeah. it's Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, it's your girl, Amber Rose, and you're listening to Two Bad Bitches, Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Turn up. No, hombre, la cosa siempre se está poniendo más sabrosa. Seriously, the, the more we record into the podcast each episode, the better each episode gets. Welcome back, guys. Yeah. It's Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. So we're talking to our boy, actor Sid. What's your real name? It's Anthony Campos. Anthony Campos, yeah, yeah. a.k.a. Citric. But why did they, a.k.a. you Citric? Uh, Citric, I just got that name back in the day. That was my rap name, so it just kind of just stuck with me. It was uh, it was kind of like a, a joke, you know, Citric Acid. I was always everywhere at all the house parties back in the days. Whatever was popping somewhere, you know, something was jumping, I was there. So people just started clowning one of my boys, you know, saying, you know, you're like Citric Acid, you're everywhere. That's, that's you know? pretty cool. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, fuck And it. he's joined by his, uh, his Sumeria Naranja Marisol, who's also his manager. Yes. And we were talking about relationships and how you were saying a lot of times people say opposites attract. And you, right. you were like, I don't know if I really believe that. No, actually, for us, I don't. We are literally like the missing puzzle pieces to each other. Yeah. And I know it sounds oh, really <laughs> cheesy. Is, is he the, you is know, he it's the really cheesy. Your jelly? Yes. Is he, is he the ham to your cheese? Is he the yes. ham to your cheese? Yes. Is he the pastrami to your bun? Yeah. Hey, he loves pastrami. I love pastrami. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered what the fuck is pastrami? Is it pork or is we it beef? We always had that I conversation. <laughs> I think it's beef. Huh? But what? from where? But what? Erika. From the pastrami. We need, I've I never. I can. Chorizo. Erika always says that he thinks a girl's vagina looks like, like pastrami. Yeah, I always call it pastrami lips. Ew. <laughs> she calls it, she calls it uh, roast beef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does look like That's why beef. we don't need it. I don't even want to mess with it. I don't like the way it looks. But isn't that okay? I know whoever is listening to this episode right now is on Google. Like, what the fuck is a pastrami? We always look it up. It's so it's so funny that you bring it up because I'm looking both it up right Anthony now. and I are like pastrami lovers, and we always sit there and when we're eating, we're like, "What is it?" Isn't you know, part and we of the, the butt. I, think I don't it is. know. I think it is. I think yeah, it's a is, part yeah. of the nalga where they fucking like shave it off really fine. To yeah, I don't know, juicy. but and then I tell him, you know what? I I really don't want to look into it because I don't want to get asco because the thing is we love it. So uh, you know, she's like, what are we at? She goes, okay, chicken man, I got it. I got it. I just typed into Google what type of meat is pastrami. Oh shit! The raw meat is brined, partially dried, seasoned with herbs and spices. I didn't ask all that. Then smoked and steamed. Beef plate is the traditional cut of meat by making pastrami. Although it is now common in the United States to see it made from beef brisket, beef round, and turkey. So that's huh. what it is. It's beef brisket, beef round, and turkey. 
That's but how, the, butt. how does a turkey get into the beach? So I don't know. So it's kind of like like a bologna or a weenie or something? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I have, I've had well, that, they though. just mix it all they up. They have it at the store, the turkey part. I've yeah, always I've wondered what bologna is too. It's just a mixture of all kinds know. of shit. I think the, I think bologna is like the yeah. I think it's chorizo. No, they are. No, really, they are. I think it's like the odd yeah. ends of everything just smashed up together. Hold on, I'm about to tell you what bologna is. Really oh, here we go. Bologna right is a cooked, smoked sausage made of cured beef, cured pork, or a mixture of the two. Yeah, yeah it's a little. It's I don't know. We don't mess with it. <laughs> the bologna might include choice cuts depending on who's making it, but usually contains afterthoughts of the meat industry. Yeah. Organs, yeah. organs <laughs> trimmings, end pieces. Everything. Intest. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I don't that's what she didn't want to find out about the uh, uh, that's what, That was my fear because I was like, don't do this. <laughs> do you guys call each other pastrami lips? <laughs> Hell no. Before we'd even get there, I'd have a doctor's appointment real quick. Uh, Hell like, no. Sometimes we'll be, we'll be placed and I'll just tell her, hey, let me get your pastrami to go. <laughs> that's the co talk, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is, like, the funny part about it is that our relationship is so comedy and well, she's a lot comedy. no he is well, actually i am yeah but, and, but a lot of people don't see that because you know the you know i always tell him he's the star but the funny part about it is like i'm behind him you know pushing him and and you know doing everything possible to enhance everything and we just have a lot of fun that's so yeah cool. it, it's it's a lot of fun Sometimes we just want to put some gopros in the truck and just when we're riding around handling business all day just fucking catch all that shit yeah like, all the shit talking that goes on <laughs> you're like this is the real reality yeah. right you know right. it's always like the cameras are missing yeah. when the real good exactly, shit happens yo. yeah no but back to uh, back to relationship talk money so we mm-hmm. were talking about how um how you were saying that you don't believe the opposites attract or what break it no. down so what at least for us like i said you know not to be cheesy we just happen to click Everything it falls into place. He finishes my sentences. We have the same thoughts. We do the same little things. It's we. Okay, I know this is going to sound ridiculous. We love cereal. Oh, that's, a, that's a big. Okay, this we for bonded me. Over cereal. Yeah, we bonded over cereal. What, what kind for of cereal me, was it? What was it? No, it's just the fact we love cereal. You guys but frosted, but frosted, frosted, frosted flakes. Frosted flakes. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Really so, so the thing is, like, do you that slice is bananas into them. Sometimes, I don't. He does. Uh, he does. But the thing is, like, we could be home and we're like. Should we get ready and go out even to eat or should we? And then after he's like, we have cereal. I'm like, yeah, we have cereal. And then for me and everybody who knows me personally, like they know like cereal is my thing. I can have it breakfast, lunch, dinner. I don't care about, you know, when they start getting into the diets and stuff. I know it's probably, I I know for a fact, it's all sugar. I'm not, I'm not messing with like the special K, you know? We just don't read the Bible. Yeah. And then his thing is always like, it's cool. Or, you know, like a little bit of cereal never hurt nobody. A little bit of cereal never hurt nobody. You know? I remember when that special K diet came out, I was on it for like a week and I tried like seven pounds. I was like, special K with strawberries, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, I tried. But I can't. I'm not even gonna lie. But so the little, just little things like that. At the end of the day, means a lot to me because yeah. some other person wouldn't get it. But when we first met, I was like, "You like cereal?" And we had like this whole conversation. And somebody else would think that's weird. Now, if you're not into that, or you know, just that in general, you'd be like, "That's that's that's a weirdo," you know. But just the little thing like that, we have there, so many tight a, bonds. There's times when we can't sleep. Be like, you know, get up like like really early, or it's maybe like two in the morning or something you know I'm restless or whatever and I get up I'm looking around and then she'll get up and she, like, she I'm like where are you me. going and I go I'm gonna get some cereal she goes oh, I'm coming with you yeah. <laughs> but or sometimes I'll be like baby bring it to my bed yeah. hey, but I'm gonna give you a recommendation cause I'm a cereal oh. connoisseur like yeah. you guys I love cereal love yeah, no, I, I like like cocoa pebbles Oh, see, Fruit Loops, Rice Krispies, I mean, just everything. That makes me happy when I open up the cupboard and they're like, you know, other people get happy about, I tell them, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you scored. I'm like, the littlest things, I'm not high budget. I'm like, dude, get me a couple different boxes of variety. I'm like, dude, this is on. Even those big bags, those Mexican ones? No. (laughs) See, I'll I'll take the the big bags. 
Hell but she goes, no. no. She goes, I gotta have the authentic. No. It's the same thing. No. That's so tell her. No. 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 Bargain. No. You can feed he, all the kids. No. Tell her. It tastes the same. Generic cereal goes stale very quickly. Yeah. That's why I stopped buying it. That's why I stopped getting it. It has to be the real stuff. I bought me some Girl Scout cookie, the the mint one, thin mint one. Now they make them in thin mint I know. I found them at Walmart. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's all yeah. so good. <laughs> it, it, it was. was a, what does it taste the same? Yeah, no, it actually tastes really, really yeah. good. Really? Exactly the same yeah. like the cookies. Oh, okay. He likes the stuff too, that like the chocolatey stuff, because he's like, then it, it's like chocolate milk. It's a plus. <laughs> no, I was about to tell you guys. If you guys, what you, what, you, what, kind, what kind of milk do you guys drink? Like, I'm I, I'm only two percent. Okay, so I drink almond milk. And okay. you yeah, guys, I've been wanting to. He's you been should, wanting to try. Yeah, like, it's bomb. It's yeah. like, trust me, you won't even know the difference yeah. because regular and milk and meat right? do not go. You know what I'm oh, saying? Bubble okay. guts. Oh. I, well, sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll drink the non-fat. Yeah, like, but totally like just no, like water down. The water one. I can't. I can't mess with it. Plus, I can't mess with like the whole one. It, it just looks too white and the whole big. One, yeah, like, the whole one. I can't mess with that. Yeah. Either. Hey, so but almond up. milk. I'm gonna put you I'm on game too. Yeah. For real. Okay, but that. since you guys love cereal as much as me, my favorite milk to put into it is the is the dark chocolate. You know, because they have chocolate milk. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, they have dark chocolate. Milk. Oh shit! It's bomb. It's like orgasm in your mouth. And it's almond. And I, I like to put that put into that my in pop, the cereal. In the cereal, really? And it's so and it's almond milk. It's really good. It's, mm. it's really bomb. really good. I think I think when you take a little drive to the store. Yeah, <laughs> you know this guy right here milk. is a milk. You know I don't know what every anytime we go somewhere. My my addiction is I love Coke. Coca Cola. Mine's is weed. <laughs> yeah, that for sure. But like for me, like if we're gonna supposedly have a cheat day, which is our motto that not our motto. His model, I've been on a diet since I was born. You know, so Aren't it's always, we all? yeah. As a female, I have no problem to say it. I go up, I go down. I'm constantly on a diet. So he makes me feel a little bit better sometimes. He's like, hey, you can't lose if you're two days on, two days off. So, That's true. Yeah. You can't fall out the way. Yeah. So on the days that he's off, he's like, hey, you know, um, if we stop at a gas station, he's like, ah, fuck it, you know, let's let's get something. So I'm reaching for the soda and the Coke, and I have to have a lot of ice, so it probably waters it down but that's just the way we both like it and he's always going for milk or the strawberry, strawberry. milk <laughs> he drinks milk all strawberry day milk. like literally all day so yeah it, it's just that's why I'm saying just little stuff like that like where am I where else am I gonna find that <laughs> oh that's so cool how long have you guys been together it's already gonna be a year yeah really oh that's yeah it's, it's crazy like you guys are newlyweds it just feels yeah. like but it feels like we've known each other like forever like it's weird the one we, since we first started hanging out and we started going out on, you know, dates here and there, we we're having group dates because I was scared, you know, to go out by myself with her. So That's true. Why? <laughs> I was just scared. He was scared. <laughs> they call me shy boy. Oh, God. <laughs> see, and here's the thing you see this guy well for i mean first of all we can go into like how we met and everything and you know when you see a picture of him online you're like oh, okay bald tatted you know mexican okay cool you that's know that's my type of, type yeah. of guy yeah hey, <laughs> i'm like and then he's over six foot i'm like i fucking won you know because <laughs> that's that that's just that's what i was looking for but then afterwards when you get to know the real him which is I, I always tell everybody like I get the best part because nobody sees that you That's see the best. yeah you see the actor you see the comedy I see him switch literally like a on and off button where when it's time to work you get another guy when it's time about business it's another guy but then behind closed doors it's the opposite that nobody sees so that's the part that's that beautiful. yeah that's the part that I fell in love with and that's the part that I met so I actually in our circle I oh I don't call him Citric I've never called him Citric <laughs> yeah that'd be kind of weird I never do I've never had a boyfriend of mine call me Roxy either. yeah I would be like what yeah I ne- yeah so I you o- want a role play tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I I always everything is Anthony Anthony and sometimes you know a guy friends of his are like who's Anthony and I'm like Anthony he goes oh you don't call him Citric I'm like Never. <laughs> Since I met him, I'm like, that's ugly. I don't even like that name. Because you know him for him. Yeah, because yeah. I, I told him, I'm like, I want the Anthony, not the dude on TV, not, you know, none of that. I'm like, I don't care about that. Like, I want this guy. 
So, so I just walk around butt naked and showing my bush and shit all day long. Uh, <laughs> that, that comfortable, huh? Yeah. So you guys don't have any, like, no no annoying habits, no nothing. You guys are all comfortable, huh? No, hold yeah. on. I want to know how comfortable you're into your relationship. Do you guys, um, like, when you're in the restroom, do you close the door? Do you have you guys farted in front of each other? All have day. you kept the sex? <laughs> wait, here's the funny part. When we moved in together, every night, you know, I, he'd get up and I'm like, what the fuck, you know? But here's the, and I'm keeping it real as a girl, you know? Is he to porn yeah. or what the hell? No, I, no, the first reaction would be like, this motherfucker's texting somebody. You thought I was texting you know, what is he doing? You know, like, what is he doing secretly? So I'm, so I would play the part like I'm asleep and I'm like, he got up again. And again, the next night, he got up twice. You know, like, what the fuck is going on? And then after when we started getting more comfortable, he's like, I have a confession. I'm like, what? He goes, you know, the times I was getting up, I was already going to choke his ass. I'm like, what? Because we've been so up up front with each other. I'm like, dude, I'm not into the games. We've been through all that. You've had your bad experiences. I've had my bad experiences. I don't need that. You know, so keep everything real. He's like, well, okay, keeping it real, I would get up all the time in the night. And I'm like, and? And he's like, I would have to fart so I'd go in the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, that's yeah. so and then, Yeah, I'm like, oh, thanks. And now, well, now I'm like, you better fuck. No, and now I'm like, hey, you better fucking get up. That one right there, you better go over there, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, this way. The, worst, <laughs> the worst ones, the worst ones are when you, they're silent under the covers and then you lift the covers and you're like, what was that? When I hear it, I'm like, don't, you don't even move. Don't, don't move. Oh my gosh. And look who showed up, La We're coming back. Ruby Molina's in the building, okay? It's Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. The last threesome I had was years ago, but today I had it with Roxy and Ruby on Risque on CBS's Play.it. Let's get it. Pues tú sabes que cada, cada vez that we crack the mic, la cosa se pone más sabrosa. We're back. Welcome, guys. Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Mama, um, you has estado como una flying carrot for reals. <laughs> como calzón de prosti. <laughs> Arriba y para abajo. Eso. No, pero congratulations. You just got an exclusive interview with Salma Hayek. Oh, my God. God, comadre, I'm so excited because she's starting this movement that really inspires me. Uh, se va a reunir con el Piolín y juntos van a tratar de que todos los jovencitos que tienen papás en Estados Unidos y que no, todavía no tienen los 21 años para reclamarlos, los puedan reclamar a la edad de 16 años. Wow. And, yeah, and she's actually calling everybody, her friends, her celebrity friends, lawyers, everybody, so they can kind of pitch in, so they can provide uh, legal como para hablar con ellos asesoría oh like legal counseling legal, legal counseling. counseling yeah para hacer un buffet de abogados yes so that's what she's wow. trying to do so it's for free you know and everybody can have access to that because you know nowadays a lot of lawyers take advantage of immigrants yeah totally and that's not fair so that's one of the movements she wants to start as well and I mean she her boo's like a billionaire uh, right yeah como Francois Pinot Pinot just kidding Pinot Pinot Merlot, Merlot? No, Mer Malbec, Malbec, just kidding. Yeah, so it's amazing. I like Salma because, you know, even though she's married to this multi-billionaire man yeah. that's like successful and, you know, hay mucha gente de que Is they marry... the Gucci. Yeah, they yeah. marry somebody of that caliber and they kind of forget because their whole world and their reality changes, you yeah, know? But I love Salma because no matter what, she's a true Latina. Like she, you know, she doesn't have to go do this whole campaign, but yeah. she's doing it. And you'll be so surprised because um, her husband, it's like such a Mexican lover because he loves everything about Mexico, right? So he's what? the one that kind of told her, like, what are you doing for your people? What? Yeah. Ella te lo dijo? Yeah. Yeah, he said it. She said it. She was like, what? So he really is the one that put an yeah. a fight underneath yeah. her ass. And you know, she was in Cannes um, like a few weeks ago and uh, there were a lot of Mexicans representing cinema. Alejandro González Iñárritu, Alfonso Cuarón, Gael García Bernal, Diego Luna. And the husband got so excited. He's like, we need to bring mariachi right now to Cannes. <laughs> El Francois. El Francois. So they brought mariachi from um, where? Paris? Uh, yeah. Like, they called them up, and they went restaurant to restaurant to look for a mariachi band so they can sing mariachi at, at the festival. 
And you know all the French people turning to Mexicans for <laughs> 10 minutes. Oh my god. And they were god. singing mariachi. Did you see that video with Guillermo del Toro cantando? It was amazing, you know. So that's the kind of people you want us to represent as well. Not only talk about, you know, like, the drug dealers exactly. and all of that. So I think she puts a really good light on us that are immigrants that want to, you know, have a better life. Y que tenemos algo que apoyar en este, aportar en este país. So I'm yeah. really excited about Ruby that. For, Ruby for Congresswoman. Right. Hell, yes. Hell yes! Hell <laughs> Hey, her husband, he he owns brands, like you said, Gucci, mm-hmm. Yves Saint Laurent, yeah. and his current net worth is estimated. Go ahead, Salma. Woo! $17.3 billion. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask her a question that I'm going to ask her later on because we why got didn't so- you why didn't, why didn't you ask her tonight? Oh, no, today? because it was, it was like, so everything was about immigration and like, really, they were talking to lawyers and blah, blah, blah. But you know that Donald Trump hit it on her. So she, yes, she he did hit on her. Yeah, so she didn't pay attention to him. So Donald Trump went into like he talked to a newspaper and he kind of made it look like she was hitting on him, right? He would do that. Yes. So she came like she after like so many years habló con el piolín de eso and she's like never, you know. And now she ends up marrying someone that's worth like a lot of millions more than that. <laughs> How much is Donald Trump worth? I, I, I've he been, says six million, but now they say like a billion. Well, they're saying, oh, six oh, billion. Matt, her no. husband is worth a way more than Donald Trump. Okay? Oh, yeah. Donald Trump is worth three point five billion. Exactly. Francois is worth seventeen billion. Exactly. So Damn, what I wanted like, to moated, ask, moated. <laughs> Donald what Trump I wanted, is worth five bucks. right? Nothing. That's why he doesn't want to show his tax <laughs> exactly, returns. Exactly. So what I wanted to ask her was, um, you know, uh, you think Donald Trump? That would have been a good yes. one. Why did it? Que le duele más que no lo hayas pelado o que tu esposo valga como al triple. Body boom. Yes, that was my question, and I was like, oh, this is all, that was so inappropriate because she was crying, dude. Oh no, no, yeah, she yeah. was like crying. She probably would have cried harder if you would have mentioned Trump's name. <laughs> yeah. Cedric, so you as an actor, do you do you you know because you do have the tattoos and you are. From Boyle Heights, do you find yourself auditioning, or, or does your agent send you to like stereotypical stuff? Does that bother you? No, nah, you know it doesn't bother me. You know, I, I, I've done uh, the, the, of course, the the gangster roles, the bad guy roles, but then I, I've done a, a couple like when I did Idiocracy, it was totally different than being a cholo because they had me uh, sleeved up with uh, with you know with, with, with the gear that that we had. It was supposed to be like some futuristic clothing with a long hair wig, so I looked totally different than what I, than what I would look normally. So that was like my real first role. So I, I didn't start doing the stereotypical roles until like maybe a year after that, really. You know, but I just look at it like it's work. When it comes this way, it is. If, if, if the role is right, then you know, let's do it. Yeah, I remember one time I was interviewing Danny Trejo, and he told me, you know what? Because you know he really yeah. kind of went yeah. through like the killer yeah. and the murder yeah. and the drug dealer. No, he has the whole look. The whole look. And I, I asked him about that of if it bothered him, and he was like, you know what? Work is work. Exactly. I don't give a yeah. shit. Like I always had work, yeah. and I was like, that's a dope way of looking at it right? because there's people that come from you know Delaware or. Canada Canada to pursue this Hollywood dream, yeah. and they can't even book an can't extra book part. One, yeah, it, 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 it's not that easy, you know. Sometimes it's just it's just being at the right place at the right time or knowing the right people. But it's not it's not that easy. Like a lot of people think they're going to come to California, they're going to come to LA, they're going to become actors overnight. And nah, it's a it's a it's a struggle. But so when you get whatever job you can get, you take it. You, you know, and you work and you work your way up. It's basically networking. Yeah, yeah, seriously. That's me and Ruby are good at that. We love networking. Oh my god, yes. That's yeah, another. That's, that's, that's a whole yeah. different job. So you keep, you know, you keep, keep going up on your position. You know? Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys talked about it, pero por ejemplo, a Dani Trejo le dan estos papeles, and I mean, he's actually, you know, he's lived that life. But how how was your background, and what kind of roles do you get now? Um, I mean, right now, I just been doing the um, the Lopez stuff, you know, and then, uh, but right now we're getting ready to do another show called Tons. Uh, and uh, this is a uh, written by Momo Rodriguez, and it's executive produced by George Lopez. And on this on this uh, series, I'm gonna play a biker. Oh, like, yeah. So I play, you know, a, a straight, you know, kind of Hell's Angels, uh, Mongo type looking biker. Oh, you know, like snap! That, and, and then Marisol right here, which is my my girl, my manager, she's gonna play my wife on it. Really? You got a role too? Yeah, she, awesome. yeah, she's playing. And then, uh, 
And then, oh, you can talk about that one. <laughs> and then Cecilia, the mamacita, from, you know, she's. Cece, uh, the mamacita, she, yeah. She plays my mistress, and she's homegirl, and, and, and they're friends. And so it's going to be it's gonna be funny. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> is it a digital, like a digital um, show? Is it like going to, or um, is it going to live on TV or both? That's, that's what right now. We don't know exactly what's it. It's going to be a series, but we don't know if it's going to go straight to Netflix or it's going to be on network or. You know, that's the the little uh, details that George is working out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I so. love that. got to throw in a gay cholo. Hey, oh, hey. The homo it's homie wants to be the gay cholo on gonna, the show. Hey, we're going to write him in. Tell <laughs> 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 the homie Momo. There's a lot of twists so far that yeah, we've it's, heard, it's, and it's, it's... It's a lot of twists yeah. here and there. It's, it's, it's going to be a good series. It's comedy, so yeah, you know... So now that you're going to have a part, do you see, how do you see talent? Like, and how do you, were you nervous? Because, I mean, you manage talent, and now you're going to you're gonna be talent. Well, actually, I I didn't really think about that. <laughs> no, I think, I don't know. I just play more like the, I just play myself, you know. Um, you badass. Yeah. When they said, okay, well, you're going to play the role of his wife. I'm like, oh, I could do that. You know, and then after really? they're like, yeah. And then after they were like, yeah, but um, he's going to have a mistress. I'm like. No, he's not. <laughs> and they're like, no. And then you know, because Momo's Momo. If you don't know him, he's real cool, real down to earth. Him and his wife, we love them. And uh, he's comedy just with or without a camera around. He's another guy that like constantly, like every time he's around, I tell Anthony, my face hurts, man. I'm like, it's just he's just comedy. So he's like, yeah. He goes, there's a lot of twists in there, but I don't really feel like I'm acting other than the part where he said, you know, yeah, you just play the badass because. Anthony is the vice president, and as far as for tons, the show, uh, his biker club is called Los Los Rudos. Los Rudos. That's oh, like my rude guys, rude guys. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, Los yeah. Rudos. We're, we're gonna be Los Rudos, and then uh, Momo and, and his gang, they're they're called tons. And basically, what happened is that they they became bikers by accident. They shot a prospect that was one of my guys by accident. And uh, and next thing you know, they're we're ha- they're having a meeting with us, so they because they they claim to be bikers, and so we so but in reality they weren't. They just didn't want to get shot, so they came. They told them, well, if you guys go to the meeting, if you guys show up just normal, you guys are gonna get killed. If you guys show up with, like with in your biker attire or whatever, just pretend to be a bikers, you guys will be good. So have you been practicing <laughs> on a motorcycle? You know what? I don't even know how to ride, but I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> Emilio told me too. He goes, he goes yeah, I, I can teach you how to ride. Because isn't Rivera. it? Oh, Emilio, I love yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah, you know, isn't it when you do it when you play a character, you have to really delve into the role yeah. and become yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So far, uh, that's so what I'm nervous about. Like to Malibu on a motorcycle yeah, you know, her, and pretend. Her, her, dad, yeah. her dad. Her dad rides. My oh, dad rides. Yeah, so he, he has, has a, a sick ass yeah. Harley. <laughs> yeah, he has a sick Harley. I mean, I don't know how to ride. <laughs> Um, but but he's but he, he's gonna probably take teaches how, yeah. how to use the bike so because we used the bike for one of the promos so so he was saying he goes you guys want to use it for the series that that could be my bike on the series so Momo said goes hey that would be dope and then I go well yeah I don't want to fuck that shit up so I gotta learn how to ride first I, yeah <laughs> I don't want I don't I don't want him to crashing or scratching that motherfucker oh up. my gosh I love it man well how how can people find uh, you look at you at the homo homie brought you a coat because he I, oh I know I'm so excited <laughs> I didn't want to say anything right here I was like yes. Coca Cola she's afraid to open it up right now make and noise. I didn't want to do the whole <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell you I'm not even gonna tell you how much sugar is in that motherfucker right I, there that's I the know. reason why like we're constantly you know again. You know, we get on our two days on, two days off. But then I'm the one crying because we take pictures or something. I'm like, oh, hell no. And and, and then I tell him, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, when I met you, I was going to the gym every day. I remember having conversations like, hey, I'll call you later. I'm about to step in the gym. Now we we got a membership. Don't get me wrong. We never go. Why? That's an excuse. Exactly. Like there's always something coming up. And then we just for one minute we were on it and then we fell off. And then I'm like, since I met you, I'm like, I gained 15 pounds. I'm like, hell no. I'm like, for a girl, that's a lot. That is. Yeah, and I told him, I said. Let me tell you, I'm on a military diet right now. (gasps) I need to start one. I'm on the military diet because you know what I've come to the conclusion? Alcohol swells us up. Yeah. And everything everything around us, like you get invited to a little mixer here or a premiere or a this or a vacation and everything is alcohol. But at least you can put it on alcohol. Alcohol and meaty sliders. I cannot. I have. Yeah, to have a- <laughs> at least you're blaming it on alcohol. I don't drink ever. 
Mine oh. is food. No, yours is <laughs> or no, but this is the reason we cut it out. So like right now, this will go down. Like we'll we'll savor this shit for the whole day. <laughs> you know? I'm serious. And we go half and half. And we're like, fuck. We took down one can today. And then after he's like, it's cool. It was it was between half of us. So I'm like, okay. I, 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 I cut out soda a lot because I used to drink like two liters of Coke a day. Oh, yeah. I cut it out completely. A day. So now, like, like once in a great while, we'll have, like, like today we'll share that, you know, and then we won't drink no soda for, like, I don't know, a week. Yeah. (laughs) No, but we always say, like, because when we do get in, like, oh, no, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, I always tell them, like, dude, this, like, when you look it up, it's, like, two bottles of just straight sugar, and then forget about all the crazy things that it already tells you. Hey, clean your car with it. (laughs) You know, take out the oil stains with it. And I'm like, what? Clean your toilet. You know, like all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, it can't be good. So. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible for you. At this point, I don't know what's worse, Coca-Cola or alcohol. Right? Yeah. Whiskey or Coca-Cola. I'm not sure. Cognac right. or Coca-Cola. What do you think, Anthony? For me, it's cognac. Yeah, I was going to say, whiskey. That's why I'm feeling the way I am right now. Yeah, like, I was, about, you know, I was, so, I was keeping my comments to myself, but I was like, Anthony looks like he had a fucking lit weekend. You know, y- what the hell happened? I was hanging around my Salvadorian homies. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, I was like the Fort best answer ever. Yeah, yeah, and they like to go full force. It just we, can't be one place. It has to be like three or four different places and we got to drink. We so, yeah. are. I got to say, because I'm Salvadorina and Ruby's Mexicana, like I, Salvadorian people, we turn up. Like yep. it was my grandma's 80th birthday, you know, and we we just turned up. Like we got a trio for her, you know, a trio. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they came and we had them for two hours, and man, the just man. everything was flowing. The tacos, the appetizers. It's always too much. It's just, it's it's, it's yeah. like so hard to control yourself when you're just having fun. You know, yeah. you're like why? Hey, what? taste this. Hey, check this out. I'm like, God. And then after he, and then sometimes we even get into it where he's like, man, we can't go to these things. I'm like, it's family. He's like, there's gonna be food we've been doing so good so then we're screwed because then after you know you already know I mean we're Mexican so I'm assuming it's the same similar you know Very, the family yes. tradition like yes. what do you mean you're not gonna eat you know your food, nana I'm, made this food I'm just eyeballing you know all the, the whole day or hey you know somebody's special flan is right there or I'm like oh man the pastry, yeah. 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 fucking cake and all that shit that's my weakness right there yes, yes. oh my god no the addiction to food is just the love of food is yeah. just so real yeah. man we just you know it's just it all comes down to self-control you yeah. know what I mean self-control but sometimes <laughs> self-control you just don't want to have it you right? know mm-hmm. where can people follow you on social media Citric uh, is it can, under like Citric just, Acid uh, or Big Citric <laughs> A, A- big, big Citric yeah at Big Citric you know Snapchat Instagram uh, and Twitter and uh, Marisol you can find Miss Montes 818 on all, all three handles. What is it? What's what? Marisol, what's your Montes? Miss Montes eight one eight. Montes is my last name, and I'm the Valley Girl. And we always joke around. <laughs> I'm, you know, he's from Islos, and I'm the Valley Girl. So everybody, there's this whole joke about, oh, you know. The whole valley against, you know, East L.A. or, you know, down, you know L.A. against the valley. I'm like, I don't even know there was a rival- rivalry. Wait, no, wait, between wait us. what valley are you from? What valley? San Fernando Valley. Oh, okay, because yeah. I'm from the SGV, baby. Yeah, you see? You see yeah, yeah, yeah. San Valley. Yeah. With valleys like that, like, no. You know? SFV for me. San Fernando Valley. Yeah. You see you see what I mean? Yeah. Well, that, do you think you talk like a valley girl? I don't. I don't at all. I mean, I was born and raised there. I don't know any difference. Sometimes then, it slips out. Like, he says, <laughs> you know, he says that, but then when when I, you know, no offense to anybody, but like when he says, "Hey, we're gonna go to the hood," I'm like, "What did what did that like what like?" And he says, "Dude, did you grow up in a bubble?" And I'm like, "Well, I didn't have any reason to come down to East Los. What business did I have in East Los?" Well, there's hood in the valley out there too. Well, of course, yeah, there's hoods everywhere, but you know, I didn't know East Los and just the, all the Aww. different stuff. So did that he, make you fall in love with her more? Yeah, so you know, I take her around everywhere. All yeah, and then the funny the funny part about I it is that. The funny part about it is that I'm like in awe. Like when I first met him, I'm like, where are we? You know? And and I've tried so many different spots that I never heard of big time. She'll be like, hey, I've seen this place in a movie before. I'm like, wait a minute. This is on. And he's like, yeah, that's that Beanol from, you know, uh, Blood and Blood blood Out. out. I'm like, oh my God. He goes, everything happens in East Los. I'm like, oh God. Take her to the Santee Alley. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. You guys so it's, a, like, it's like a clash of both worlds, you know? And then 
when he moved over here to the valley, he's like, it's quiet. And then when I go back to his house over there, I'm like, there's a lot of drama no, and in I, the told, I told him I'm like what's happening you know and he's like what I'm like what no I'm, it's too like it's loud like what, you know who's fighting he's like nobody it's the neighbors it's talking. the neighbors and I'm like oh hell no helicopters I'm like I'm out and shit would go down I'm like I'm out you, you know, are so, so cute my it's just it's funny though so I, and when I say that you know like his friends his old time friends are like oh she's the valley she's the valley I'm like yeah, so it's just this whole thing between us that we always joke around. So. That's so cool, man. Yeah. Well, I wish you guys a lot more success. Thank you. Thank Career-wise, you. Career wise, relationship wise, and thank, thank you for you. stopping by and hanging out with thank us. You. Thank you, thank you so much us. for having us. Any last words, Ruby? Ruby, my flying carrot. That is true. That is true. Carrot, carrot. Ruby's playing a fine carrot in an animation film coming out yes. next year. So oh. it's so cute. From now on, <laughs> <laughs> from now on, she's Ruby, aka the, the flying carrot. carrot. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week with another fabulous show. This has been another episode of Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.